I worked for a Fortune 500 company. I didn't feel like my supervisors really ever got to know me very well. And when I was promoted into the supervisory role, that feeling continued that as a supervisor, it was not my job to get to know my staff, but it was a job to produce results. I had one staff member, he never excelled. And at one point his performance had actually gone down quite a bit. And I did not ask why. I checked with them as to improving, but I never asked the questions of what was going on. The Breakthrough Moments Podcast, equipping you with powerful lessons for professional success and personal freedom. Mistakes, everyone makes them. The question is, will you let them limit your potential or make them a breakthrough moment. We learn from experience, perseverance, and the wisdom of others. Get ready to hear from influential leaders as they share their own breakthrough moments. Here's your host, the Mindset Catalyst, Jeff Kozatek. My guest is Andrea O'Brien, Director of Residential Admissions with AT Still University. Andrea grew up in a small farming community in rural Iowa and has spent her life and career working with higher education in the Midwest. She's active in her Rotary Club, church, and local quilt guild, plus whatever other volunteer work she can find. She's been happily married since 1991, has two grown sons and two adorable dogs. This was the first supervisory position that I ever had to do a performance evaluation in. And at the time, my supervisor required that we had to run all of our evaluations by her so she could approve them before we delivered them to our staff. So when I had written his up, I had noted that he had a little bit lesser performance, but I've had a lot of words in there of trying to be encouraging to improve that. She wanted me to change his evaluation to basically state that he had significantly fallen off the mark and also include some pretty strong language that if he did not turn things around, he would be going through some disciplinary action that could potentially lead up to a probation or eventually termination if it was not turned around. I felt really bad about this, but my supervisor was very firm that I had to deliver this evaluation with these changes. So I did, and I had a rock in my stomach the whole time I delivered it. From the moment he walked in, he was jovial. We had a good relationship. But then the moment that I got to the more serious parts of the evaluation, he, his whole demeanor just dropped because he didn't know any of this was coming. After the evaluation, he promised he would try to improve. I would check in on him to see how he was doing, only to find out through the grapevine that he thought that I was checking on him to look at lack of performance, not how to help him improve. So that was misinterpreted in the negative way. And then the other aspect was I had learned also through the grapevine that he had had some pretty significant family issues happening at home. And this all corresponded with about the time that things dropped off for him. It, it, was, it was a really terrible situation. And it's something that has kind of gnawed at me for many, many years. I don't know where he is anymore. I have no way to go back to him and say, I'm sorry that all happened. You know, it was my first supervisory time and I still have that regret to this day. Get a handle on stress in the work-life balancing act. Jeff Kozatek, the Mindset Catalyst, empowers top performers to achieve more professional success and personal freedom. He will equip you with tools and the mindset to self-assess and course correct through life's challenges. Jeff offers individual coaching for business owners, as well as organizations who want to improve their communication and productivity culture. Imagine the future, discover the possibilities, take bold action, core authenticity, 
Facebook.com. He ended up leaving the company on his own accord. Never really gave much reason, but he, he left. And then I ended up moving out of state to a new position. I had a very good supervisor who was extremely inspirational, got to know his team, was very supportive. And whatever the situation was that people were going through, he was very supportive. And he had an expertise in organizational development, which is what my master's is in. So I learned a lot from him. And then later, when I took a position within residence life, I knew I had my work cut out for me with getting to know the staff. And I, I just made a vow from the very beginning that I was going to ask them a lot of questions. I was going to find out what their thoughts were and kind of take a lot of leads from them. I did not have a lot of experience in that area and I knew they were really the experts and I needed to treat them that way. And over time, I, I got to know my staff on a much deeper level. Uh, we had regular one-on-ones. They confided in me in a lot of personal things and professional things. They gave me a lot of their, their aspirations. But I also started to learn a lot about personality theory and how to apply that within the workplace. And so with that personality theory, I started to learn how to communicate with my staff in a way that, that resonated with them. So if I had somebody that was more of a feeler like I am, I knew that if I had to give negative feedback to them, that I needed to couch it in kind of what they call a compliment sandwich. So give them something that, you know, it's going to make them feel good, give them what they need to improve on, but then follow it up with something positive again. Versus other staff members who they just want the straight facts. They don't want any kind of, of sugarcoating. They, they're not going to take it personally like maybe somebody else might. So I needed to get to know them, but I, I would never have gotten to know them if I had not developed those relationships with them and asked a lot of questions along the way. Looking back in, in terms of with the staff member in, in Kansas, that was the big thing that I really missed the boat on, is I did not take the time to get to know my staff. I didn't get to know anything about them. It was just all about the performance, objectives, the productivity, but there was nothing personal that they felt anybody had invested in them. For me, it comes more naturally to do that. I'm much more of a relationship-centered person, and it felt more natural in, in trying to incorporate that in my management style going forward. You know, I, I think that's incredibly important regarding the the sandwich that you were talking about earlier, the compliment sandwich. Well, I don't think we can feed somebody a compliment sandwich if we don't already have a relationship with them first. You know, and it sounds like you're doing that. And because you're doing that, the people that, that need that, you can give them the compliment sandwich. The people that just need the direct feedback, you can give them the direct feedback. I would guess that because you've got the relationship already and you've got the engagement, that when you give somebody a compliment sandwich, it doesn't feel forced or, or methodical. It probably feels authentic and real, and, and they're able to receive that because they already feel valued and, and recognized by you. Yeah, and I've, I've had staff members who have told me that they, that they feel like when I do give them feedback for improvement, that they feel like it's coming from an aspect of I'm wanting them to improve versus I just need you to meet these marks. So it's more of a, a personal, like, I'm wanting you to improve for you. And if you improve for yourself, then we're going to meet these marks because you're going to be more invested. I'm more invested in you. And all together, it ends up just creating a, a better environment. 
this is my jam, Andrea. Like it's the state of your heart. It doesn't it doesn't matter what you do or or how you say it. You know, it's, it, people are gonna remember how you make them feel, and that comes from from the state of your heart. And it sounds like you've shifted from from seeing people as as objects and obstacles to get the to meet the bottom line, which was never you in the first place. It sounds like that was just the culture in the other place. And now you're like, no, we see the people. And because we see the people, we can engage in these other things and we can get stuff done. But it, it comes from that foundation instead. That's huge. How do you practically walk that out as a manager? Uh, we've talked a little bit about you know, taking personality tests and, and figuring out where, where people are there. Are there any other things that you can do to help meet people and, and, and get to know them? Right. So whenever I have a new staff member or more than one staff member that comes on board, we always have a, a small retreat or, you know, it's a training. Basically, I can't like call it an official retreat, but it's it's basically a training. And we introduce the staff member in a way that it's it's where we all get to know each other. And so the one, all of us that have been there in the past, we all know each other. We know our work styles. We know our, you know, our personalities, but we don't know the new person. And any new person that you put into an organization, it's going to change that dynamic. And if, if you don't put some of that knowledge out there from the very beginning, then you're going to have a period of time where people are trying to figure that out on their own. And they're going to come away with their own assumptions. So if somebody is a quieter person, they like their door closed. Well, then somebody who's more extroverted thinks they're just kind of pushing, they're just kind of putting everybody off. It's not. It's just that they need more quiet space to be able to work more effectively. You know, and and I can go through multiple examples of that. But basically, we set up these meetings to where we go through these assessments. We And we do some fun, like some are just, you know, like, what animal are you type of thing. But they each have different qualities. You know, there's the color theory. And then you can get into some deeper dives with the MBTI, the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, a, a DISC assessment, the Strengths Finder, you know, all these different things that you use a little bit of budget money on. But if you set up those types of things from the beginning, then everybody knows where everybody's coming from. And, and then you can yeah. use this, the people's strengths to build upon from there. And I've always also told all my new staff members and all my staff members, and I, I try to say this multiple times whenever we're working on something, is that, you know, if they're working on something, I want them to put their own creativity into it. I don't want to, I'm not a micromanager. I do not want to hover over their shoulder and say, do it X, Y, Z and no other way. I hope that they can be confident enough to take a project, put their own creativity into it and make it even better than I could ever in, even envision. But if they get stuck along the way and they don't have anybody around that they could answer the questions they have, the one thing I've always told all my staff members is to use the knowledge that you've been trained with. And if you can use that knowledge and make a solid decision based on the training that you've received, I'm gonna have your back because they're, taking some calculated risks. They're not going off the deep end. And if they're doing that, then I see that as a very positive thing because I want them to take those educated, calculated risks to try to make something better than to just feel scared that if they make a move in the wrong direction, that again, they're going to get written up for it. I never want to have that environment. Andrea, that's amazing. It sounds like you're, you're telling me uh, that the way you get to know your people and really build those relationships is right out of the gate. You don't wait for it. You you take control of the situation and you set up opportunities for people to get to know each other. 
you've got the assessments, you've got opportunities for, for that engagement so that uh, it cuts down on uh, communication uh, misunderstandings or, or misfires. And as a result, I'm guessing that you probably have less, I mean, you'll still have conflict and, and whatnot, but I bet you have less conflict setting it up like that right out of the get-go. You know, it's really amazing because I, I feel like overall, since I've learned a lot of better ways of management, that the amount of conflict that I've had in my office is next to zero. I mean, it, it literally, whenever there is conflict, we talk about it right away. Like we don't just let it fester. If there's somebody that's feeling like she's, you know, pretty down that day, I'm not afraid to ask, is everything okay? And sometimes that is, I've just got a lot to get through today and I'm just kind of stressed. Versus sometimes it's my dad is sick and I don't know what to do. And then we have a conversation about that. And if we need to find some other resources to help them, then we do that. We find some other resources to help them. But we keep those relationships going to where it's not like I'm digging into their personal business, but I kind of am a little bit because I want them to feel like they're safe if they need to talk through something personal or get some advice of where I, where can I go to help get help with this. And so when they feel trusted by me, but also by the other team members, then it really creates a very cohesive environment that everybody feels like we're all on the same page, we're in this together, and it's about our all of our success instead of just making their boss look good and making me look good. Well, when you take time to build that foundation like you do with the assessments and the time together, the, the trainings, not the retreats, the trainings, and, and then, then you take time to maintain it by empowering your people and then encouraging and, and promoting and celebrating them along the way and staying engaged. It sounds like it's not that you don't run into challenges and difficult things in your office. It's just that when you do, you're engaged. And so they don't slow the organization down as much as it might have uh, if you didn't. That, that's, that's fantastic. My name is Andrea O'Brien. I am the Director of Admissions at A.T. Still University in Kirksville, Missouri. I think the biggest piece of advice that was given to me goes back to something that my dad told me when I was much younger. Your word is only good as the trust you have with the people around you. And it really comes down to trust and, and that investment in the people that you work with. As you can tell, Andrea has set her team up for success by following my four E's engage, equip, empower, and encourage. She takes time to engage with her team and intentionally onboards new hires. That way, everyone's on the same page and not tempted to jump to conclusions about each other. She equips people with knowledge on how everyone works, their different personality styles, their strengths, their background, and more, which leads to reduced chances for internal conflict and an increase in productivity. She empowers her team Instead of micromanaging, she treats her team as the experts they are while she serves and supports them. Finally, she encourages her team along the way, continuing to engage and elevate people over performance. And because she already has the relationship, she can deploy the compliment sandwich. By being intentional, her team is prepared and positioned for success whenever issues or conflicts arise. Andrea, you rock. Connect with Andrea on LinkedIn. She would love more opportunities to talk with groups and share experiences in management.
The Breakthrough Moments podcast is a presentation of Core Authenticity, providing powerful lessons in bite-sized episodes. For more information about Jeff's coaching, keynotes, books, or to hear additional podcast episodes, visit coreauthenticity.com. Schedule a conversation with Jeff today. Make the next moment your breakthrough.